T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Uh, The midterms are coming up. Obviously, we have a lot going on in Connecticut in the 5th Congressional District alone. We talked about uh, a little earlier that... The Congressional Leadership Fund throwing about 600k into the 5th District for George Logan as Kamala Harris, the vice president, is coming to New Britain tomorrow to stump for Johanna Hayes. And it seems like that race is the most competitive. And I, I sort of want to get a sense of how things sit nationally as well. A good friend, Ozzy Paloma from Troutwell Strategy, joining us here on Brian & Company. Ozzy, good morning. What's happening? Good morning, Brian. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, so... You know, what are you hearing in your circles as we head toward the midterms? You, I mean, you can talk nationally if you want, but, you know, from the people you talk to, and I know you're a Republican, but, I mean, generally speaking, what what, what are the trends you're sensing? Yeah, look, I, you think you let off uh, just now talking about George Logan in the 5th District, and I think uh, people are pretty bullish about that race. Uh, you referenced the Congressional Leadership Fund, which is the super PAC that's helping house races across the country investing in that. I think that's a good sign that they see positive momentum from the Logan campaign and, and what he has um, going against uh, Johanna Hayes going into it. And look, I think anytime you get a visit from the vice president of the United States, I think it does show that you know perhaps her campaign needs that extra boost and they need those Democrats to turn out. Uh, I'm not sure if Kamala Harris is the right spokesperson for her. To, to come, well, I was going to say, does, is that a, does that help or hurt? Yeah, look, I, I think on any, you know, of all things being equal, it should help just given that it's the vice president of the United States and her old race and visibility uh, to that campaign. But if you think about some of the mishaps that the vice president has recently had and, you know, referencing, you know, or misreferencing our partnership with South Korea, where she actually said North Korea, little things like that, little, you know, kind of dustings that follow her. I think it might be a distraction, to be honest with you. Hmm. We're talking with Ozzy Palomo, Chartwell Strategy here on Brian and Company. You know, that, that race, um, they have it leaning D and there's a bunch of stuff out of 538, basically giving Hayes about, you know, around 80 81 out of 100 scenarios her winning, although, you know, 19 out of 100 is is still, you know, very much in play. But it seems like some of the more con- potentially contested races, whether it be Blumenthal or, you know, Stefanowski and Lamont, have sort of stalled on the Republican side. I mean, how do you view, I mean, it seems like Blumenthal stopped campaigning when Levy, Leora Levy got the nomination. Yeah, and it's interesting to see. I think this is a scenario where the top of the ticket actually probably helps some of the down ticket folks on the on the Democratic side. Uh, to your point, I think the Logan campaign has really kind of gone out of go it alone strategy since the primaries, uh, understanding that perhaps, you know, the, the gubernatorial race and the Senate race may actually not pan out the way I think some Republicans in the state were hoping. Um, but it's a little bit, you know, if you compare Connecticut to some other states like Pennsylvania, <clears throat> you actually have the top of the ticket in Pennsylvania dragging some of the other uh, down-ballot races mm-hmm. for Republicans. Um, just because Mastriano is such a, a terrible candidate in Pennsylvania. So it's a little bit <clears throat> kind of a similarities and differences there. Well, how hard is it? I mean, again, like when it, when it comes, and I know it's not the number one issue. I mean, for many, many, it's still inflation, the economy, and obviously pocketbook issues. But when you in Connecticut, when you have such a wide range of Republican takes and a, on things like abortion, how hard is it to have a, a delegation of Republican candidates 
together. I mean, they can't really campaign together. I mean, Stefanowski can't really campaign with Levy. I mean, it does. They don't. They can't work, work together. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a really tough predicament that the party overall has gotten itself into. Again, it does show kind of a variety of, of candidates. But to your point, it puts you know, particularly at the top of the ticket in the gubernatorial race, it, it makes things a little bit harder for Bob Stefanowski trying to run a statewide race when he has a candidate on the Senate side whose views maybe don't necessarily align with him. And as you've seen in his uh, latest ads, you know, he goes to great lengths to kind of rebut some of the attacks that Lamont's put at him to, to, you know, put his more moderate positions out there, which don't necessarily jive with what Leroy Levy's positions have been. So uh, I think you're right. I don't, I don't have a solution to that. I, I don't envy the position that they're in. Uh, I just hope that, you know, again, at some point that, you know, there's some coalescing and there's some strategy here in the next uh, final push. This is a random question, but I'm just curious because I've had both Democrats and Republicans on the show talk about how the immigration system is broken. I'm, I don't really understand. And forget about the busing here and busing there. I mean, that's a, it's a different issue. It's, it's kind of like for show for these candidates who want um, us to know about them for the national landscape, maybe 2024 or 2028. But why, why aren't the Democrats in Washington making some sort of public policy effort to change this, I just don't understand why. If I were in power and this is a problem and everybody acknowledges it, why wouldn't they be making some sort of public effort to change it? Yeah, look, and and, and Washington did get close several years back on an immigration deal that ended up sputtering. This was kind of at the height of the Tea Party, uh, if you recall. That you know the Senate did pass a comprehensive immigration bill. Uh, then Speaker Bader really had a tough time, kind of growling the, the Republican support for that bill. Um, but I think to your point, I think, you know, if nothing else, the DeSantis stunt of shipping folks to Martha's Vineyard kind of proved to show how broken the immigration system has been and, and continues to be. Um, and I'm not sure if this is something that a Republican, you know, House takes on next year, just given that it'll be divi- divided government. But I do think it becomes a real big issue, one of the top three issues going into a 2024 presidential. Uh, but unfortunately, I just don't see compromise here in, in the near future. It's just strange to me because it seems like everybody agrees that it's a problem we should try to fix. I, and I mean, and, and, I, and it's a and it's an economic issue. I think the real problem that most people that oppose immigration reform don't understand is that you know the bigger problem is when people don't want to come here for work because that means that our economy is not doing great and the opportunities aren't there. Uh, so I think if, you know if you can start to kind of tether the fact that this is an actual economic argument, not so much so a lawless, borderless crime argument. Uh, now that's part of it. I think people will start to kind of come, you know, wrap their head around it that we need some sort of comprehensive immigration reform in order to push this economy forward. And I, to be candid, we have, you know, a slew of jobs that Americans don't seem to want to do that are available right now. And so the economy, there, there's a need for a labor force there. And, and so I just, anyway, it, it frustrates me. I, just real quickly before we let you go, we're talking about Ozzy Palomo, Chartwell strategy. You know, we talked about the Connecticut picture and, you know, you talked about uh, Mastroianni in Pennsylvania and obviously the overnight stuff with Herschel Walker. I don't even know what to make of it, but I mean, it seems like the strategy, I, I was really, it was unnerving to me that Democrats were, were contributing to some of the far right candidates here. Are you concerned about some of these, these elections with some of these candidates nationwide? Yeah, I, mean, I think the nationwide picture is it's a little bit complicated. I mean, if you take a look at the House, you know, I was reading Politico this morning. You know, they have it about 211 seats that lean Republican, 198 seats that lean Democrat. That really only puts about 26 seats at play. So, you know, Republicans really only need to carry seven of those seats to have a majority in the House, uh, which I think is why most people will tell you that the House will flip. A yeah. uh, little bit different story on the Senate side. You know, there's about seven races that I would categorize as tier one. 
Uh, it includes Georgia, which we had some overnight developments and unclear about how that unfolds, but the allegations are pretty serious and I think uh, will have an impact on their race one way or another. Uh, but you've got races in Nevada, New Hampshire, uh, North Carolina, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin that I think yeah. we're taking, you know, the Republicans are taking a look at. Um, but it, it's not an even landscape. Uh, and like I said, you know, it'll be an interesting uphill battle. I think we talked over, over the last several months, Brian, I said the Senate has always been much of a more uphill climb for Republicans. Yeah. Uh, some of those races have started to kind of mellow out, like Ohio and North Carolina, I would probably put safe. Uh, but a lot of them are still kind of within that margin and could flip either way. Yeah. So basically, your best guess is the House flips and the Senate stays. Uh, I think so. I mean, I think I think, you know, again, given certain developments coming out of the primary, I think, uh, you know, Maggie Hassan in New Hampshire probably dodged one by having Don Balduke be the candidate. Yep. Uh, the Arizona race doesn't seem to be moving much. Uh, and you referenced Georgia. I mean, again, these allegations that came out overnight on Herschel Walker uh, will impact the race one way or another, and it's to be seen how it plays out. But, you know, as they say, you know, we still have several weeks out, and that's an eternity in politics, and this thing's yep. going to flip at least two or three more times I know. on November 8th. So. And the truth is, like, it's, with such a, I don't know, a scarcity of good polling, I think it's hard to really know how some of these races are trending. So it's 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 complicated stuff. Ozzy, it's great to have you on. Appreciate it, as always. Great. Thanks, Brian. Ozzy Palomo, Chartwell Strategy, here on Brian & Company and WTSE News Talk 1080. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.